The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by tripinsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for being here. I sure do appreciate it. Uh, On this episode, a review of Norwegian Jewel. Also, the cruise news with Theresa Masik from Travel Pulse in just a couple of minutes. Uh, I do want to tell you first, Cruise Radio Insider. Yeah, it's our private Facebook group. Talking about the cruise news, giving our two cents in. Kind of cool. Check it out. Also, recently launched Cruise Radio News. So it's basically, you can find it like you do this show on iTunes or on cruiseradio.net. And it's quick hits of the news. So nothing is more than 60 seconds or so. So it's very quick, short, and digestible. So check that out. Cruise Radio News. We always love when Teresa Norton Massick joins us. She is the cruise beat editor at TravelPulse.com, and she uh, actually flying off to Asia, so uh, glad we can catch her before she leaves. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Doug. You're about to head off to Asia for uh, two weeks, yeah, tomorrow, so I'm glad I can catch you. Jump right to the cruise news. I know you have uh, a lot of packing going on, so Royal Caribbean announces a new class of service. Uh, fill us in on this. Yes, the new Royal Suite class. They're trying to bump up all the amenities for people who book into the suites, mm-hmm. um, you know, which are the more expensive categories on cruise ships. So the new Royal Suite class means it'll start in May of 2016 when you book suites on the Oasis and the Quantum class ships. You get extra amenities. You know, if you book a basic suite, you know, you get things like designer-labeled bath amenities, you know, Hermes or Ferragamo or L'Occitane, and a pillow-top mattress, access to an exclusive restaurant just for suite guests, so that kind of thing. But if you book the highest category suites, the most lavish ones, you get what they're calling the services of a royal genie, Mm. which is a fancy way of saying a butler. (laughs) But this way they're getting across the idea, you know, you make your wishes and he'll make them come true. All your dreams come true? That's right. Ooh. We'll have to see. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to <laughs> I'll see. Just see it, what the Royal Genie could do for me. Yeah, I'll just say it's probably a man, so I probably won't be able to get much out of it. <laughs> um, so moving on here then, very good for that. Carnival has this Wi-Fi plan that's all the rave right now. Uh, talk to us about the plan, and when is it going to go fleet-wide? Yeah, currently they have their new enhanced um, Wi-Fi on 13 ships, but they're expecting it to be fleet-wide early next year, sometime in the first quarter. The coolest thing I think about their enhanced Wi-Fi is the, the new budget plan they have. Basically, you can sign up to get access just to primarily the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and you only pay $5 a day. And that's a pretty good deal because when you're on vacation, people still like to you know tweet and post photos on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So that lets you do that without going overboard with the Internet usage. There are other plans that are more expensive, 
you know, that give you access to the entire Internet and the ability to Skype and watch movies and things like that. But this one is just $5 per day, and it's probably what most vacationers want, I would guess. Yeah, they have a social plan, a value plan, and a premium plan. In fact, I was on Carnival Fascination about a month ago. The social plan was $5 a day or only $15 for the whole cruise. So that's a wow. four, on a four-night sailing, you're actually only paying $15. So. That's, uh, that's kind of cool there. So our next story involves Houston, and it's not looking too good for them over there. Yeah, poor Houston. Um, you know, cruising started in Houston a while ago with Norwegian Cruise Line, and the city went and built a terminal called the Bayport Cruise Terminal. But by the time they finished building it in 2009, all the cruise ships had left. So the thing sat empty for about five years, and eventually Norwegian Cruise Line and Princess Cruises came back to Houston. Now it looks like they're not returning after a season or two. They've announced new deployment for the ships that were based there, and so far it does not include Houston. Mm. And they were offering some big incentives, too, to keep those cruise ships there. Yeah, they were. They were offering very aggressive incentive packages, and that's why they went back. But, you know, if the business isn't there or it's not at the the level that the cruise lines want, they'll just pull their ships, I guess. Hmm. So it looks like, you know, the cruise industry is flourishing in Galveston. Am I reading this next story correct? Hawaii is seeking cruise consultants to help boost the cruise industry in the region? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. The Hawaii Tourism Authority released a request for proposals for someone who's experienced in cruise development and itinerary development and that kind of thing, and they want to have someone brought on board about October 1st. And that raised questions with me just because it's difficult to cruise within the Hawaiian Islands due to U.S. passenger shipping laws. You know, as you know, most cruise ships are built overseas, and to sail between U.S. ports, you need to be a U.S. built and U.S. flagged ships, and there are not that many of them. A Norwegian cruise line did secure that with the Pride of America because the hull was built in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And you also get some smaller ships, you know, like Uncruise. They have a, a small ship that's U.S. flagged, and that can operate among the islands. Otherwise, the cruises that go to Hawaii, they leave Vancouver, San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, And they go over there, either stopping at Ensenada, perhaps, or something like that. So I'm not sure what kind of cruise business they are looking to expand, maybe all of the above. And speaking of Norwegian, did I read earlier that they're extending their uh, lease in Seattle? Yes. I did write a story about that today. They signed a new 15-year lease in Seattle. That's pretty big, though, right? Calling it a historic deal, that is a long time. Um, They're also going to expand and improve the terminal at Pier 66, which is the Bell Street terminal. Yeah, you normally don't see agreements that long. No. Usually it's there for a couple years. Maybe they have a couple more years tacked on as options. Mm -hmm. So that really is a long time. I guess they're planning on staying in Seattle. Well, Teresa, I guess this is goodbye because you head off to Asia for about two weeks. So we're going to miss your smiling face around the ranch. But I'll see you shortly after I get back when we head down to the Dominican Republic. We'll have to share an ice-cold drink on the flight down because we're sitting next to each other. I don't know if you know it or not yet, but we are. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking with Teresa Norton-Massick, cruise editor at TravelPulse.com. Teresa, have a good flight and talk to you soon. Thanks, Doug. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? 
So whether you're looking to zip line in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug at cruiseradio.net. Teresa Russell just returned from an 18-night repositioning cruise from Houston to Seattle via the Panama Canal aboard Norwegian Jewel, and she joins us this evening. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Doug. How are you? Good. Good to talk to you again. Now, uh, you know, we talked about six or so months ago, and it was freezing up there in Ohio. How is the weather in the summertime up there? Today is a delightful day, perfect day for me. I've been away from home. I hear that we had tons of rain, but it's a lot more pleasant than it was in those cold, frozen days of February or January. Now, you you say delightful. So delightful for me here in Florida would be about 75 degrees. What is delightful to you? That would be the same, 75 degrees, but with low humidity. Yeah, yeah. Which I I don't know if you get that in Florida. Oh, my gosh. It's horrible. The whole state is covered in Yeah. Nice. So we're going to talk about your sailing on Norwegian Jewel. So let's take a step back. And before we actually get to the Norwegian Jewel itself, let's talk about some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to sail Norwegian Jewel? I had actually sailed the ship before. Mm -hmm. I like the itinerary. I love Norwegian and their freestyle concept because I guess I'm a freestyle kind of girl. Uh I like to eat with whom I wish, when I wish, and eat what I want. And I'm not a rigid person. I don't need a schedule. Yeah, so it yeah. works well for me. Yeah, freestyle cruising is right up your alley. Then, so you you uh, it is. you're you're leaving out of Houston. So logistically, you go from Ohio down to Houston and then to the cruise pier. Did you uh, drive down there, or what'd you do? We flew into Houston and we stayed at a hotel near the airport and took a taxi to the pier, which was quite a distance from the airport. Relatively speaking, it's not like Fort Lauderdale or Miami. How was uh, embarkation at the Houston Pier? It went very smoothly, and we got there early because there was some bad weather near Houston, so we left early just in case. It probably took an hour from the time we checked in until when we set foot on the ship. But again, we were there way early. Mm -hmm. Very nice, very nice. So you're at the pier at Houston, and you walk onto the ship. Now, you're no stranger to Norwegian Jewel, so what were your impressions this go-around once you stepped foot on Norwegian Jewel? It was like being back home again. It's always nice to sail a second time on a ship that you enjoyed the first time. There's always a warm welcome, as was the case with the Jewel. There's somebody greeting you as you come up the gangway. Mm-hmm. And the ship had recently gone through dry dock, so everything was fresh. So it was very nice. Very nice. Now, this may be a stupid question, but it is Norwegian Jewel. Now, is there like a Jewel theme throughout the ship, or how does that work? Well, if you look, actually Norwegian has a class of ships called the Jewel, Mm -hmm. and the first impression of the Jewel is on the hull, 
and there are jewels painted on the outside of the ship. Mm-hmm. And it does have jewel tones on the inside. Gotcha. Okay. But it's nothing over the top like on some other brand <laughs> right? <laughs> where, you know, it might be excessive. Very nice. So you make your way through the ship and onto your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? Uh, we had an interior mm-hmm. and for just two of us, it was perfectly fine. It was well laid out, had plenty of storage space. We didn't find ourselves tripping over each other. So I was perfectly satisfied with it. Now, are you one of those cruisers that aren't in the room that much anyways, and you like to book an interior because it's dark and cold? That describes me perfectly. (laughs) My roommates know bring the flannel pajamas and thermal underwear (laughs) because I keep it cold and I like it dark to the point that I usually carry electrical tape and even put tape over the LED lights. Wow. You're, you're... I know. That's kind of OCD. I love it pitch black. You know what? I do too, though. Very nice. So let's switch gears here and move to dining because, of course, Norwegian Cruise Line, very well known for their freestyle dining. It launched about 14 or 15 years ago. It's basically a concept where you can eat when you want where you want, whenever you want. So with that said... And with whom you want. Yeah, exactly. With whom you want. So with that said, let's start at the top of the ship at the buffet area, and we'll uh, work our way down from there. So what would you think of the buffet area? Buffets very well laid out with different stations. Like there'll be an Asian section, burgers inside, and actually out by the pool deck as well. So there's a really good traffic flow, you know, an attractive area. So you don't feel like you're in a high school cafeteria. It's very nice and pleasant. Nice. Now, and they have excellent choice of foods. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, within the buffet area, is there different um, like nationalities of food, or how is that set up? Yes. I especially like the Indian food. There are a lot of Indian chefs mm-hmm. on board, so that's always a good choice. And the Asian was great. And then there's you know typical American food. Okay. They have roasts. They have... Hamburgers, they have really anything that you could want. Now, let's work our way down to the main dining room. Now, since this is Norwegian Cruise Line, I'm not really too familiar with uh, their dining concept. Is there is there regimented dining, like an early dining and late dining, or is it back to the freestyle? That is also freestyle. So just as freestyle says, you know, do your dinner when you want, with whom you want. Come early, come late. If you do like a particular server... Request that person. Just ask, could I sit in so-and-so section? And they're usually able and willing to accommodate your request. We did that several times. Nice. So for those people who say, oh, I don't like freestyle because I want to have the same server sit with the same people, you can do that on Norwegian, too. Nice. But it's your choice. Awesome, awesome. Now, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line also has a lot of specialty venues. So did you eat at any specialty dining venues on this 18-night uh, sailing? I did. I tried Le Bistro, and I am platinum. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my platinum perks is the specialty dining. Okay. And I, we did Moderno and Cagney's and Chin Chin, which now all the Asian restaurants are complimentary on Norwegian so that's very nice. Of course, that doesn't include teppanyaki. That's a special restaurant. But Jean yeah. Jean is excellent food and open for lunch on sea days as well. Now, I've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse with Norwegian. Uh, I have with Royal a few years ago. Is it basically the same concept where they're walking around with sticks of meat and uh, shredding them onto your plate? Definitely. Okay. 
and there were so many different types of meat. They were all delicious. The first time I went was actually on Pride of America. I avoided going to Moderno because I just thought, oh my God, this is a huge meat fest and I could never eat all that meat or I'd be stuffed. But if you pace yourself, and I know a lot of guys love Moderno because you can, you know, enjoy as much meat as you like. It's very well prepared. And you just tell them, you know, if you want a little taste, they'll just slice off a little bit for you. Nice, nice. So I actually went back again because my first time on Pride of America was so good and a lot of fun, too. Awesome. Very nice. And, I, of course, I'm a big fan of Cagney's because one thing about their steakhouse, uh, which is Cagney's, is they're very consistent from ship to ship. It reminds me a lot of Carnival Steakhouse where you know what you're going to get and what it's going to taste like. Did you feel the same way? Definitely. And I especially like that they offer different size portions. Like for me, the five-ounce filet, that's perfect. But for somebody with a bigger appetite, they can get a large porterhouse. And it's all Angus certified beef, so it's delicious. It just melts in your mouth. Mm. I'm not a fan of Nor- Norwegian doing a la carte now with Cagney's. Yeah, that I may have had my last dinner in Cagney's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, because I do find the offerings in the main dining room, they're more than adequate for me. I gotcha. Okay, very nice. So let's talk about the entertainment on board the ship, because if you were on the ship for 18 days, they had to keep you entertained. So what were your thoughts of the entertainment on board for your sailing? I thought it was good, and actually I'm probably very different. Well, I know I'm very different from a lot of people, but entertainment is not, you know, always what I enjoy doing. But they did have good dance shows. They had singers, magicians, comedians. There was always something to do. And I'm more, I'm a trivia fan. So Mm -hmm. during the day, there's trivia, martini tastings. I'm the godmother of martini tastings. (laughs) You know, craft classes, there's everything. So you would never be bored. Nice. Okay. And uh, how about the nightlife around the ship as far as outside of the theater? They had a lot of singers and different venues, which we enjoyed that, you know, just. Actually, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, there's also the casino, I guess, if you want to... Oh, the casino, yes. There's yeah. a casino that was always busy. Piano bar, I'm of sure course. there's one of those, and some, maybe some night nightclubs around the ship that are um, pretty hopping, I'm sure. So with that said, let's talk about the ship during sea days, because one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves at sea as far as the passenger flow, both inside and out. So mm-hmm. on an 18-night cruise, I'm sure you had a lot of sea days. So what were your impressions, and how did the ship behave uh, during those sea days? We actually, we actually were very lucky. We never had a rough sea day. So it literally was smooth sailing. And part of this cruise was going through the Panama Canal. So that was quite interesting. That was a full day there that we just, you know, running back and forth to different venues to take photos. And I actually really appreciate it that they opened the bow for passengers so that you can really see the canal up close and personal. Mm -hmm. And they actually cordoned off a space where you could go and take photos because it seems when they open the bow, it's turning like each chair hogging and people... (laughs) stake out their claim at the bow, but they don't want anybody else, you know, to sneak in and get a photo. So that was a nice benefit, that there was a space you could run in and out, get your photo. 
nice. Not have to worry about somebody blocking the view the yeah. entire transit. How about um, as far as like by the pool and the general flow of the ship during sea days? Because you know there's like two to three thousand people on this ship. Right. And the ship has a captive audience. So how was that? You know, it it was very good. We never ever felt crowded. Another feature I like about the Jewel has the full promenade deck. So there are people out there playing shuffleboard. There were lots of chairs out there where you could stay out there as an option to be around the pool. Mm-hmm. Enough people who were walking every day. It was really nice. I never felt crowded. Very nice. Okay. And uh, this was an 18-night repositioning cruise from Houston to Seattle. So what ports did you hit along the way? Let's see. Cartagena, Acapulco, Cabo. Punta Arenas, Costa Rica, San Francisco, Seattle. Wow. I probably left out something. Yeah, so this is and, of pretty... course, the Panama Canal. Yeah, so this is a pretty port-intensive itinerary for a reposition. Yes, it was nice. Yeah. Cool. Which one was your oh, favorite? Oh, Huatuco. How could I miss Huatuco? One of the favorite uh, ports. And, and which, one, which one was your favorite? Huatuco in Mexico. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? It's in the state of Oaxaca. A lot of people don't know about Huatuco, but it's gorgeous with cliffs on the Pacific Ocean. Very nice beaches. Rough water, though, but beautiful beaches, beautiful scenery. Nice. Uh, As you made your way up the coast of the western part of the U.S., you said you stopped in California. How was that? Oh, San Francisco was fabulous. I haven't been there for many, many years. So there's a new terminal there for ships. So that was it was easy to walk to anywhere in the city. Cool. It was very convenient. And the the cruise wrapped up in Seattle, Washington. How how was the mm-hmm. embarkation for you? Simple. Yeah. We did walk off because we had a later train that day, so it was very simple, very efficient. Mm-hmm. They really have it down at that port. Nice. Well, in closing here, Teresa, do you have any been there, done that tips for anybody who may be considering sailing Norwegian Jewel or doing that repositioning cruise? Well, definitely go for it. Do, you know, check out the Panama Canal. Do your research in advance. When you're on the ship, go up. There's a bridge viewing area on deck above, and that was a fun place. You can watch the officers, the captain and staff captain from just about have the same view that they do, but it was also going through the canal. And there's a lot of information about the ships. So that's a fun place on deck 11. Be sure to go out and eat in the great outdoors. Get some fresh air. You're at sea after all. Nice. And uh, what are your final thoughts of Norwegian Jewel? Well, like its name says, it really is a jewel. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the layout. The crew was wonderful. And that, you know, that makes or breaks a cruise. They are ever-present, making sure all the guests are having a great time. I highly recommend the Jewel. Very cool. We've been talking with Teresa Russell about her recent sailing from Houston to Seattle. Sounds like you had an awesome trip, Teresa. If you want to find out more about Teresa or the Norwegian Jewel, head to EssentialCruising.com. We'll also link to it in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Teresa, my dear, great talking to you, and thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome, Doug. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.